a price tag to everything, even your own success. Welcome back, welcome back, old friends and new friends. Special end of the year episode of Tag Mentoring Community. As always, it's me, Dami. Your boy, Lee. It's Josh. And we have a special guest. <laughs> He's going to say that, wasn't he? I was going to say special guest. I was going to say familiar face. Okay. Okay. But you, you go. No, no, that's your intro. You sure? Yeah. All right. We got a very special, uh, very, <laughs> very familiar face. If you've been paying attention to our social media, specifically Instagram, we have, what'd you say? Keeping it real? Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Perla Laro. Thank you, thank you. We'll let her introduce herself. As always. Hi, guys. My name is Perla. Uh, you guys might be familiar with my face. I am the head of community for Tag Mentoring. I have been putting out the reels, putting out the daily posts, keeping you guys engaged until we launch. Dropping what I eat. <laughs> um, I'm from the Rosendale area. I graduated from Boston College back in 2018. I studied sociology and environmental science, and after that, I went straight into my field. I was actually working in the nonprofit sector doing green space conservation in the Boston area, and for the past two and a half years, I figured it was time for a change, and I was like, where's the money at? And I have pivoted <laughs> industries, and I am now in the tech space mm -hmm. as a recruiter. And I think that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's really... So you're one of... Because there's a statistic that says about 30% of people don't use their degree. So you, you fall into that category. Is that one of those things that it's like you regret or you're like, mm, I really don't care. Like, yeah. I'm in the moment right now. Yeah, I really wanted to use it because it felt like sociology and environmental studies is not a popular degree. It's yeah. finance, nursing, law. Mm -hmm. And I tried all of those. I went into school undecided mm -hmm. and I did econ for a bit. Mm -hmm. I did, I don't even know, but I took class, classes in computer science and it was just not for me. Like mm -hmm. I liked the classes, but I was like, I don't want to work in these fields. Like yeah. the day to day doesn't sound fun. Okay. So uh, I was like... I got a full scholarship to college, so wow. I definitely. So you're smart. I'm a little smart. <laughs> um, had to put that degree to use. Like I wasn't gonna go to school for free and then end up in a totally different field, yeah. which is why I was proud of that. But after a while, if you know anything about nonprofits, it's very taxing and draining and non-paid. We call it. Yes, underpaid. <laughs> a lot of work. It's good work, yeah. but. I, you know, at this stage of my life, I had to make a different move. Yeah. It's like a mission-driven career. Like, you have to be super duper yeah. passionate about it because, like you said, it's a non-profit. Yeah, but sometimes it's, it's, it's yeah. bigger than the I'm money, right? Okay. <laughs> but no, I think this is going to be a great episode, right? Because, I mean, we had our you know, woman in tech conversation, but I think this is really good to highlight how you can get in tech, you know, hear from a recruiter herself, mm -hmm. see what she looks for in your resume, your LinkedIn, interview tips, you know, so stay tuned to the end to get all that juicy information. And again, like and subscribe. You guys haven't been telling us subscribe. what you want to hear next. So, Hit that, you know. Smash that notification bell. <laughs> no, but um, Josh is exactly right. And, you know, by the time you guys are viewing this, gonna, we're going to be in the new year. 2022. We want to start, you know, the year off right with new money. So as a recruiter... What does the day-to-day -day entail for you? 
Yeah, so it was interesting because my transition into this career, I was like, what can I do? Because my skills have been more so people. Mm -hmm. um, so recruiter was the biggest thing because I was doing that in my past job. And what it looks like is a lot of scheduling and on the phone. So I'm constantly screening candidates, looking for people on LinkedIn who fit our open yep. descriptions of jobs that we have available. Mm -hmm. um, getting in contact with them, getting them on our calendars, doing a 30 minute screen, and then letting them know what the next steps are. If I'm interested, if not, you know, continue the ball. Um, so that's kind of my interaction with candidates. And then after that, I send them over to uh, the hiring managers. They have, depending on what job you're in, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people have different process of interviews. I think right now it's pretty standard to have multiple rounds of like, you know, maybe an assessment or, um, meet with the one manager and then like multiple and then a final panel interview, especially with everything being on zoom nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it. And then I have the exciting and not so exciting job of either giving someone a rejection after they've gone Ooh. through the process Ooh. and saying, sorry, you know, good luck, but not a fit with us right now or congratulations, getting them an offer letter, letting them know all of the benefit packages and, um, really starting their onboarding process and make sure they have a good employee experience yeah. as they come mm -hmm. into the company. Okay, so it's like you're with them throughout the entire journey. Yep. Yep. Okay. yep. So <clears throat> I'm curious, tell the people listening, like, you know, we'll take them through the step-by-step -step journey of getting hired. Like, what's, first off, screening, right? What's something that people, or you look for as a hiring, I mean, a recruiter, yeah. when you're screening someone? So first things first, when you submit your application, make sure your, all of your spelling is right. Some people have, you know, a different phone number on their application than what's on their resume. So I'm like, which one do I call? Mm -hmm. um, name and label your resumes. Please do this. <laughs> like, this is basic. I just want to, I'll see resumes and they'll say resume AB or resume final or resume one. I'm like, whose resume is this? Oh, so name okay. it like well, when you save the file, Perla save Lara the file. resume. Uh, it helps us find it. It makes you look more professional. It's one little extra step that goes a long way. I always do like newest resume. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I have a bunch of resumes that I don't know. Like I have to like open it and then upload it to the correct file. Okay. Um, so just make sure you're labeling your resume. That's a pro tip. Yeah. That's pro tip. for like any industry, any job. Any like. industry, any recruiter. I think the process will be standard across the board. Um, secondly, your LinkedIn profile. We made a reels about this. Definitely keep that up to date. It's 2022. Like <laughs> social media is your network at this point. Mm -hmm. And, um, professionally, you know, you might have your Instagram on point and then you don't have an a LinkedIn or you don't have a photo. Um, it's really good to be able to put a face to the resume mm -hmm. and put all of your most recent activity. Are you involved in things outside of work? Um, whether that be church or sports, um, recruiters, depending on the role that you're looking for. There might be transferable skills that you might not think are relevant um, that definitely apply. So just try to keep your online presence as active as possible. Okay. okay. So that's the screening, right? So let's say you pass the screen and obviously they're going <clears> to <throat> earn a call with you, right? So what's some stuff that can help someone stand out on a call or some tips you can give someone when they're having a call with a recruiter? The yeah. first conversation. So the first conversation I would definitely suggest to... Do your research. Mm. Um, I am a nice recruiter, I think, and I tell them. So I'm curious. Tell me about your knowledge about 
our company. By no means is this a quiz, but I just want to see where you're at and maybe I can fill in some gaps. Mm. And that's the truth, but people who can give me examples of what our company does, you know, how long we've been in business or whatever, they definitely get more brownie points than people who are like, oh, I know you do this, but you know, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, definitely helps you stand out that you're interested in our company mm -hmm. versus just blindly applying everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, be prepared to have examples and experiences to talk from. Mm. Um, I think some people are able to kind of describe who they are and what they, how they work, mm -hmm. but don't give a concrete example of like, oh, at work, when I was working with this person, you know, we did this specific project and we were able to be yep. successful this way. Okay. Um, be as specific as possible. Make your resume come alive in our conversation. Storytelling. Yeah. yeah, I think a good point, like, because... You know, we've been in sales. You're, you know, you're in sales, right? <laughs> What's so funny? And I think as an interview, no matter what job you're getting into, is a sales conversation because you're selling yourself. Mm -hmm. yep. And probably the most important question or interview will ask you is, "Tell me about yourself." Mm -hmm. And really, I think the key to that question is telling a story of your experience and how it's relevant to the job. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Would, would you agree? Yeah, I always want them to bring it back to the point of like, okay, so based on you know, all these jobs that you've had, why are you talking to me today? Like what's bringing you out of your last job or all of this life experience to this specific role? Yeah. Um, because I think, like I said, some people just are trying to apply, trying to find a job, yeah. but you know, it doesn't end up being a good hire that way because they get into it, they don't like it, or maybe we find that it's not a fit. Mm -hmm. So um, being able to really narrow in on I'm purposefully applying for this job because I like the company. I like the role that it's, you know, everything it has to offer. And I think I can do the same for you guys as well. Yeah. Okay. So you went, you were going to say something? No, we were going to go this way. No, I'll save the last one for you. The best part of the Okay. Day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so right after that, we're coming into the in-person. So now we live in a remote world and it's Zoom. And I'm one of those people that I'm like, I like the in-person because you you can look me in my eye and see like what I'm made of. But how can you <laughs> differentiate yourself via Zoom because it's sort of bland? Like, are you giving tips about like the background, like what, what's your aesthetics, lighting, all that good stuff? How do you conduct a remote interview properly? Yeah, so specifically at my company, we do uh, two Zoom interviews after my call. Mm -hmm. The first one is just Zoom audio, so they don't have to get on camera. The managers are actually on camera, and so they kind of do it as like a social experiment of like, you know, even though it's on video, on audio, I mean, are you already like in the mindset of an interview? Like, even though they're not going to see you, mm -hmm. are you in a t-shirt or like, yeah. are you in a quiet space? So that if they yeah. ask you, oh, you know, if you want to turn on your video, turn it on. So be sure to be prepared to kind of roll with the punches, being that you're at home and have that flexibility and luxury. Well, that's a good point. So just to kind of switch gears, I just I like how everything can tie in together with tag. Mm -hmm. Just an episode jam packed with value. <laughs> um, one of our most popular episodes, and we got a lot of people hitting us about, hitting us about was the one with, our, with my manager in mm -hmm. tech sales, right? And from my understanding, you recruit specifically um, in, in the tech industry, mainly a lot of like sales positions, right? So love to, to kind of talk to the audience, somebody who's in a similar position where they have a sociology degree or they're not making, you know, some good coin and they want to kind of change gears, right? <laughs> like, what, what are, like, like, how often do you see somebody apply to like an SDR role, right? And they have no relevant experience and then you see that person actually end up with an offer letter. 
Yeah, um, I think it's pretty high. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, SDR is sales development rep, if you guys didn't know. And you can do sales in any industry. So mm. in tech, we know that it's a growing industry. It's get, gaining traction. Um, and so a lot of people don't have software sales, but maybe they have basic sales. And, you know, we look for people who have done bartending, who mm. have um, waitress. waitress, things like that. Any customer facing role, cashier. Um, so you can come from a background that doesn't include um, anything to do with technology. But if yeah. you know how to talk to people and you know how to keep them engaged and really, you know, get them to be on your side, whatever point you're trying to make. Mm -hmm. That's all we're looking for, especially with that remote aspect is, are they engaging on the phone yep. or mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. um, so that's a, that's a good point, right? Um, and I want to highlight that, right? Because that's entry level in, in software sales. Like that's the first role, right? And, mm -hmm. and then your company, like what's, what's the average salary that, that an SDR would typically make? Yeah, so we have a kind of... It's a mass law. So all SDRs come in at the same base yep. salary of $50,000 a year with an uncapped commission. So it's variable at 25,000, which just means if you were to hit 100% of your sales goal for the year, you'd make $75,000. Mm. But wow. depending on your performance, you could make $100,000, whatever you want. Um, it's year one, right? It's year one. So it's a really good wow. industry to get into, especially mm. if you know, you're really trying to get your bag right and mm. you like to talk and you're charming. This is, and you can do it from home. My specific company, we are hiring. This is a selfish little plug. Yep, yep. It's hybrid. Yep. So three days from home, two days at the office, and we're in the seaport area. So big, major plus there. Um, but yeah. Wow. And then how, how challenging <clears throat> would you say the role is? Um, sales role is definitely takes someone who has that like hustler mentality someone who is money motivated in this field it's okay to talk about money we want you to ask about your mm -hmm. your compensation package we want mm -hmm. you to ask about what is my quota for the month what are you expecting of me um mm -hmm. so in terms of being challenging it definitely depends on a your your um, experience but with the company there's different kinds of sales training so i'm just going to talk from experience that what we do in our in our onboarding process, uh, we have about two weeks of like a sales boot camp where we walk through our platform. So you get familiar with who our current customers are, um, you know, us from the beginning to where we are now. Um, you will learn how to make, you know, what we do, which are our apps. Um, <clears throat> you'll work through competitor uh, presentations. So you'll learn about what these prospects are considering on the market so that you have that leg up advantage. Um, <clears throat> you'll also have like weekly role play sessions with your managers and your team. So it can be one-on-one -on -one or as a group, and you'll be able to practice what it's like to be on the phone on the other line and kind of work through some scenarios that may have happened or you expect that could happen so that you can, you know, improve your strategy every day. Great. No, I was, I just want to bring it back because we had a nice flow and then it was a good question that Lee asked me, you messed up the flow. We were going through like the interview process. Oh. So, you know, we get it through. You know, screening, you guys got some tips there. Then you got tips on the first call. So you said the second call, right? <clears throat> is this the panel interview or is this just a call with uh, one of the hiring managers or sales managers? So the second call is with one of the hiring managers and, or sales managers. And they're really trying to see... So the first half of that call is really behavioral. Mm. Basically getting to know you, see who you are as a person. How would you react in certain scenarios? And then the next half of that call, we do a mock sales pitch. So we basically 
have you prepare and I send materials, everything you need to prepare for that call of how would you pitch our company to a prospect? And they give you live feedback on the call and you're able to run it back again. Um, and so based on that, they'll get a sense of how you would perform in the role. Um, and if, you know, sometimes you're not perfect and, but if we can sense some qualities that are coachable, then we'll be like, we like this person, let's call them back for a final. Um, and then based on the notes that the managers give me, I can use that feedback to prepare the candidate even more like, Hey, I think you should keep it a little bit more brief on your answers or, um, you know, uh, make sure that you're in a good location and it's quiet. Those kind of tips. Try not to like sway them too much because we definitely try to eliminate any biases yeah. that could come up as an interviewer or a recruiter. Um, so yeah. No, that's that's a good point. And you know, I, you hit on <clears throat> something there. One of my friends that used to be a hiring manager I went to school with told me the interview is mostly about your soft skills because they can train you on the hard skills. They don't, they, they care about your resume, but they really don't. They want to see if you're a people person, you're somebody that they want to be around for eight hours. So it's cool to see and shed some light that you may not have the prerequisite skills, but if you have transferable soft skills, mm -hmm. you'll do well. So piggybacking off of him, you make it through that interview, make it through the second interview, and then you get an offer, right? No, after that call with the manager. So it's you talk with me, mm -hmm. then you talk with one manager and you do that mock call. Yep. And if we like you there, then we'll do a panel interview. So this is on Zoom as well, but yep. this is with camera now. Okay. And so you're in front of the sales director and other sales managers. Okay. Um, and so on that call, there's a couple of things they run you through. It's about an hour long. Mm -hmm. um, you'll talk about your mock call, how that went. Um, You'll go through some sales exercises. I can't give you all the details as to what, you know. Um, just Slide be in the DMs for the details. <laughs> Basically, just be prepared to think on your feet and sell anything, whatever mm -hmm. um, comes up in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And really what you said of like, they want to see, are you likable? Are you someone they want to be around? And it sounds kind of biased, um, <clears throat> but in sales, it's a very entry-level position. So you can get trained on how to talk to businesses if yep. you've never done that. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be afraid of that. It's really more so selling yourself because on that first call, even though I'm interviewing you mm -hmm. for the role, I also like to leave it in the candidate's hands as like, ask me questions, interview me. Do you want to work here? Yeah. Um, because yep. that is going to be major in terms of chemistry. No, absolutely. And you know, I, I, you said something there, and I'd be remiss if every episode we talk about mentorship. And one of the main focuses of mentorship for me is resources and references, right? So, like, Josh and I, if we were to apply to a job, which we never will again, flex, flex, we have, flex, flex. we have, like, you know, we have three CEOs that could be a reference for us. We have somebody mm -hmm. that has sold a business that could be a reference for us. So as a recruiter, how much weight are you putting on the person's references when they apply for a job? Yeah, um, <clears throat> the references usually come after we give you a verbal offer. Mm -hmm. So we already like you and we want you to work for us. So now you just have to pray that you like your references like you as much as you like them. Um, <laughs> And so we are coming in with the expectations that you've accepted the job. And so you are ready to prepare us with some good references. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, I expect to hear good references. I haven't yeah. got one bad one yet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I can't really talk on like if I were to get a bad reference and we didn't and we still like the person. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I scratched that. We did have one candidate who we really, really liked and... 
it wasn't a direct reference that they gave me. Someone in the company knew them from word of mouth, oh, and they wow. were like, oh, I wouldn't recommend this candidate. And, you know, they weren't part of the interview process. They weren't a reference. Um, so it does happen, and it raised a couple of flags for us mm. that we asked him about. Um, but we, when you're at that stage that you're getting an offer, your references are more than likely, you know, gonna say yeah yeah no i think yeah no so that's really important that you know do good be good because you never know who as we say it all the time you never and you even told us on a call we had like you know never burn bridges because Mm -hmm. you don't never know know. who's gonna come back and say what about yeah that's for those who burn bridges with with us (laughs) (laughs) we're on fortune get it get it yeah (laughs) we're fortune 500 yeah Stay tuned. But um, no, before we talk about, you know, offer, I think a lot of people, stay tuned to the end if you want to hear how to negotiate your salary. <laughs> Please stay. <laughs> He's only saying that a lot because we looked at the analytics and analytics show that you guys don't watch the ends. So. And you don't even like or subscribe. But anyways, um, and I'm, I'm confused. Like we're helping the community. We're giving free game, mentorship. But anyways, um, you stay tuned. We're going to talk about you negotiating a salary. <laughs> But this comes after this part. Don't negotiate salary. You know how to maximize your your value. But before we do that, I want to just let's just kind of go give good tips for interview. Like, what? How can you stand out on your resume? What's some good questions you can ask at the end? And always, you know, always go for the close for yourself to say, you know, if you're a good fit for the for the interview. So, can you just talk about kind of those things, and we'll add our input? Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to touch on with that is the questions, like. You know, I ask you a bunch of questions about yourself, your experience. Why do you want to work here? What do you know about us? And then if at the end I'm like, okay, the floor is open for you. What do you want to know from me or like anything? I get a lot of candidates who say, oh, no, you did a great job. I don't have any questions, which is like, okay, thank you. I gave you all the information, but you should always have a question. Even if like they already answered it, have six, seven, almost ten. So that if they went through all five, you have one more to go through. Like. Mm -hmm. Even one question ask because it just <clears throat> doesn't make you seem interested. It makes you seem like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, like, got it. Thanks for the info. Not sure if I'm really interested and going to continue my application. Mm-hmm. Someone who asks questions and it's back and forth, it's like, okay, I'm interested in you. You're interested in me. Let's keep this going. Let's go on a second date. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> exactly. Like, and just bringing that, like, questions are probably like, that second half of the interview is probably one of the most important, right? Because that gives you a chance to sell yourself. Like, in sales, mm-hmm. even in dating, like, the questions, you're on a date and you're asking, Boring questions. It's probably. It's probably I'm, a, I'm a Gemini, but it probably no. We probably lost some subscribers, but anyway. But you know, so like, let's just let's all like go around and get some good interview questions for people watching. Like, I think, I think, a question you should always ask, right? Is and this is the easy one. Is, you know, what what's the company culture like? Because it make it shows them that you're interested and you yep. you want to make sure you're there for a long term. So I actually I have, I have a good question. Um, I actually I actually ask it every single interview I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you sh- it works whether you're applying to McDonald's or you're applying to a sales job. You have to ask at the end of every call. Make sure you save time. You know, ask mm-hmm. the interview if they have a hard stop. They do. Make sure you have at least two minutes to ask, right? Uh, and it'll, it'll really tell you how you did in that interview uh, based on the response of that interviewer, right? And, and so I always position it like, okay, Perla, we, we, we talked for about 30 minutes. No, it's too long, right? You don't, know, you don't know me after 30 minutes. But is there any concerns or reasons why... You think I wouldn't be a good fit, great fit for the role, mm-hmm. right? And so it's one is a closer question. And sales are gonna look for that. But two, any objections that Perla has that she's not gonna tell you, she's gonna tell you right there. Oh, you you don't have any you don't have any experience for this 
particular role. But now you can use that to, well, I don't have experience, but I'm a hard worker, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. right? Or they'll say, Nugget. Actually, I have no concerns. You'd be a great fit. And yeah. You say that, you know you got the next steps. Yeah. I think a follow-up to that is you should always ask, and this is a straight, you know, going for the clothes. Like, okay, so would you recommend me for this role? It might be awkward at first, but I definitely recommend, especially for sales, just close your eyes and say it if, if you're not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Do it on camera, too. Now, that's a good question. Yeah. And one of the ones I like is just to understand what turnover is, is is this a new role or am I replacing somebody? You stole one of my questions. Oh. That's a really Ooh. good would question. You, would you get that one, Dominic? Uh, I got it on Wikipedia. Would you get it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get it on Wikipedia. So I just want to respond to all of those questions. I want to say yes to both of those. Like, it puts the recruiter on the spot. Like, sometimes, you know, depending on who they are, they might just lie and be like, no, no, everything is great. Or they'll tell you the truth, like I have, and been like, you know, keep your answer shorter. And it's an opportunity for you to get feedback so that if they do push you to the next round, mm -hmm. you can apply that and make sure that you're getting better. Yeah. Um, and don't just ask it to ask a question and then get to the second round and you're still, you know, Doing babbling for hours. Yeah. Um, and then that's a good question too, because it lets you know about like the growth of the company. Are people leaving and like y'all are scrambling to fill roles or is the company growing? And, you know, this is a new role. It's going to be exciting for me and the team. Mm -hmm. And then that was one of the ones I was going to say. But um, I think a really good question just with the climate of the world right now is asking about, like, how COVID has impacted the company. You know, if you don't know already by the end of the conversation, if it's hybrid or, um, you know, any benefits that there are to working from home or mm -hmm. not. Do you need to be vaccinated? Um, is the company, like scrambling as a company did it help sales for the company yep. um you definitely want to be in a place that's not going to be on fire mm -hmm. and you want to be in a place that you know unfortunately is doing better because of covid yeah. it's an awkward yeah. conversation but um i think it's a yeah. good one because no, that's it's a, here to stay exactly. looks like no, I, feel, I was gonna say we should <clears throat> talk about negotiating salary if you guys still stay tuned but i want to i feel like just dropping some heat right now it's just pure heat like better, better it sounds be, like you got the vision for this one better not be mid it's it's gonna be some heat so and this is more particular for your interview when you're looking to get into sales right and this is kind of helping you map out what people look for in sales and they actually like typically for sales role they're actually like okay why do you think you'd be good at sales right or what makes you want to be in sales and i call it the three c's right and this is what this is what the interviewers are looking for right and, and this is really important and you let me know if this is this is wrong but the first one is you definitely got to be competitive. And that's like probably the main thing you're looking for. Competitive, you're driven. So when you say, tell me about yourself, if you're in sports, make sure you throw in a, a sports story in there. Or like me, I always use me and Lee, where twin brothers been fighting since in the room. So very competitive, right? Who's winning? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'll let that slide. But anyways, <laughs> second one is definitely coachable. Right, because again, she mentioned a lot. Like, if you're coachable, they don't care about your hard skills, or you can learn it as long as you're coachable and you can be really, you can learn skills. Can I do the last one? What's the last one? Curious. Curious. Oh wow, the three C's and curious because not only in sales, right? You want to be curious about your prospect. You want to understand what they're doing. You know what problems you can solve. But also, if you're curious in life, you're eager to learn. Right? You want you're reading books. So three C's. You know. And that just inspired me to drop some more heat. Heat, okay. One of the interviews that I did uh, a couple of years back that really wowed at my previous um, job is I came in with the exact story about the company, like something press, whether good or bad, 
and gave my spin on it. So one of the things that we were talking about was um, our company was publicly traded, but then it got acquired by a parent company in Japan. And then I spoke on, oh, I was a bit surprised on how X, Y, and Z happened because they beat their number quarter over quarter and they had returned X, Y, and Z on their stock over the past two years. And the manager was like, wow, how did you know that? I was like, yeah, I did some homework. So like you said, curious, you coming prepared with, this isn't just one of the 3,000 mm -hmm. um, positions I applied for. I'm actually emotionally invested. Now they're going to remember you more than anything because when you go back to talk, how many people do you talk to a day on average? Uh, at least 10. 10. And it's like, you don't want to be forgettable. You want to, you know, drop something that's like, oh, candidate X, Y, and Z said this. And, you know, that could give you a bit better of a fighting chance. Exactly. Some heat. That's all. I have nothing to say. Y'all drop the mic. Like, do all of those things. The if three C's. And, and that's coined by Jay Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up. I mean, thank you so much, Perla. This is a very amazing interview. And sure. we put um, on our story, by the time you see this, it'd be last week, a role at the company. Mm. So hit me up. Yeah, hit her, hit her up. Tell, why, why do you, you want to hit her up for business appropriate things, please? But yes. why do people want to yes. work? Why would people want to work in tech sales? If you can give a one line or like you're selling yourself right now. What's Sheesh. the benefits of that? I think the sales guy can talk about that. Um, but some of the things I mentioned very low requirements to get in and there's high earning potential mm -hmm. um you know if you're on youtube or instagram then maybe you're on tiktok and all you hear about the job prospect right now is get into tech it's blowing up it's the field that you want to be in mm -hmm. and <clears throat> there are different sectors that you can get into you know maybe it's not sales um i pivoted into tech and i'm a recruiter like i was working outside literally taking care of urban wilds which is like a total 160 from a hippie to like a computer nerd so um the earning potential i think is the key thing about the sdr role that really you know people are looking for is they're able to control their income it's mm -hmm. uncapped um our company is growing we are planning on doubling in size our organization within mm -hmm. the next year so um yeah. yeah. So even, even if it's not <clears throat> sales, like customer success roles, like mm -hmm. um, just being in support. So you're you're talking to existing customers and helping them fix a problem with their product, right? That is yeah. in tech, but it's still tech. Yeah. So. I mean, and that's sort of the, the episode: new year, new money. So it's like as we start Ooh, the new year. Is that what we're naming it? <laughs> He, this guy doesn't read the group chat. As we yeah, start, actually, money. He's, not, he's not in the group chat. So as you know, the new year goes on. One of the things we'll be partnering with Perla if they roles appropriate for you. Sign, I mean, swipe up on a, on, a, on a tag story or just send us a message like, you yeah. know, closed mouths don't get fed. Go back yeah. to the negotiation. But if you don't ask for something, you're never going to get yep. it. Yep. And to let you know, like, we're all, <clears throat> all about helping. Like, we want to help you guys. So, you know, if you... Don't be scared to hit us up. But Don't on the topic sure. of new year, new money, right? Let's talk about negotiating salary. So you get the offer letter. Mm -hmm. They say, hey, we really liked you. Your reference is checked out. You know, we want to make you an offer. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, you know, the best tips to maximize your mm -hmm. offer and always counter. And one tip before we get started, I always say always offer because always counter because the worst thing they can say is no. They won't take the offer away. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I would say is do your research on the market. What are other companies in your area offering for that same role. Yeah. So if your company is under, then maybe you need to look for a different place and say, you can bring that to the table. Like, Hey, you know, these companies I'm getting this offer and can you match that or do better? Um, <clears throat> cause if you're a candidate that they'll really like, they might, 
you know, get there and be like, I don't want to lose them. So it kind of puts the pressure back on them. The thing I would say is to add actionable numbers on your resume. So if you're able to say like, look at my past company, I was able to increase sales by this much, or, you know, every quarter I met or exceeded my quotas, you know, and I was getting this much. Mm -hmm. If you're able to give them proof of like, you're already what you're getting paid, they, they're going to be kind of flustered and be like, okay, well, this is what they're worth and we have to do more or better. Mm -hmm. And I will turn it over to you guys in terms of yeah. some yeah, other negotiation sales guys. Go? Can I no, go no, real no, quick? No, you got to go. I, I mean, so I'm currently in the interview process for a lot of different companies. So mm -hmm. I personally, because I've been in tech space for five years, I don't know if there's a shortage of account executives, but literally 15 recruiters, <laughs> I'm not joking, will hit me up every single day. And like before I even read the description, the first thing I say is, Hey, what is the OTE expectation for this What's, role? What does OTE is, mean? Um, target earnings, which is a mixture of your salary plus the commission for the role. Every company's different in ranges. And the first thing the recruiter does and what they train you to do, let me know if they're wrong, is they, oh, they always say every single time, well, what do you, what do you, um, what are your expectations? Your expectations yeah. For this <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, 500K, like, <laughs> um, and so, so, so typically a, a great, a great tip. And this, this, counts from the beginning or when you we have definitely in the beginning uh, yeah the beginning yeah. yeah i was gonna say that so you, you want to set that expectation up in the beginning mm -hmm. of like what your range is but make sure you've already done the research yep. you talk to somebody in the company you know somebody's making but you don't want to be too unrealistic and make sure you prove that value during the interview right. process mm -hmm. so but the earlier you set the expectation up the less awkward is at the end at the end okay yeah. listen you guys coming to me with 80k i told you that i you know i want at least 100k because that's what i'm currently making right yeah and if you always have a, a reference points to what you're currently making well listen i don't know what you guys have budgeted for but this is what i'm currently making and for me to justify making a switch it has to be at least competitive to that yeah right? i want to add i was going to talk about that too but i think a good tip is okay let's say you're at a job and you have a salary expectation again after you do your research you see what the average salary is so you want to go in there and say hey this is what i'm making but I would, I want to call it a fib. You know, I'll just say, you know, tell them, okay, let's say you're making seventy k. Financial advice, by the way. <laughs> Not financial advice. Say you're making, you're making seventy k, right? You, you know, you tell them, hey, okay, this is what I'm making now, right? It's eighty k a year, right? So maybe that's your target. So you tell them you want to make eighty k a year. So that way, at the end, if they get to the end of the interview, I mean, yeah, the interview process, and they give you an offer, and you say, hey, listen, I told you, you know, I'm making eighty k right now currently, and I feel like I don't want to make a lateral move in my career, so. I'd really appreciate if you guys can go back and see if you can budget an extra 10K for me, you know, so I can get 90K. You know, so that's a good way to anchor that your starting point is what you're making now, but it's kind of more than what you're making. Yep. Yeah, great. Great. And that, that's a mic drop. Again, this is not financial or legal advice. This is just four friends chatting. Thank you, Parla. This is very important. New year, new money. How can people get in contact with you professionally? Like, what, what, how can, if I'm interested in what you just said, and I want tips from a recruiter, or I want to apply to where you work, how do we get a hold of you? Yeah, so like I mentioned in the beginning, I am the head of community for TAG. So if you shoot us a DM, I will more than likely respond to you. I'll be the face behind that, mm -hmm. um, whether it's for this role or any other tips that you need in your interview process. Mm -hmm. um, if you're interested in a role in tech sales, then you can message me on LinkedIn. My name is Perla Lara. And <laughs> um, my 
personal Instagram. I mean, I don't think y'all need that, but so Perla Lara. No, I'm public actually, oh, no. but <laughs> so yeah, definitely feel free to slide in the tag DM, tag DM, um, and or on LinkedIn. That's the last tip I want to leave with leave you with guys is <clears throat> to message recruiters directly. If you know the specific company that you want to work at, um, search up you know the recruiters in that company and message them. That's what I did great to get tip. this job. Great I tip. great tip <clears throat> needed yeah. to move quickly, and so I was like, I'm not gonna wait until they see my resume. Yep. And I was like, Who are the recruiters? And I messaged them, Hey, I just submitted an application. Would love to talk to you. Yep. And then, so ooh, yeah. I have a. I think you're gonna say what I was right, go ahead. I'm thinking nah because she's not lying, not even just for her role. It's who you know. She reached out to us on YouTube, like our first video was mm -hmm. like, This is dope. I can help with boom, boom, boom. Like she came with facts and bullet points. When me and Josh met with her on the first time, she was like, You guys could do this better, this sliding, the microphone, this and me and Josh are like messaging each other while we're talking about like, she got this, bro. Like, <laughs> like, what can we say? So, if you see something, don't be scared. Like, shoot your shot. The worst they say is no. You don't even know, you don't know them already. Yeah, life goes on. I was gonna say this is probably like the most valuable. We've been dropping a lot of heat. It's probably the most valuable heat we're gonna drop, and then we're gonna see. Make sure you like and subscribe. But I think a great way to get into a company is a ref referral. But the best referral from a mentor, and only if there was a place you can find and connect with a mentor at a company that you want to work at. I think I heard something about. I think I heard something about a pilot being done at a university. Oh, yeah. and the app is coming in a few months. I don't know. I don't know. We'll leave y'all to figure it out. Thank new you, year, Marla. new money. New year, new, new year, money. money. Thank you Let's guys. Get to it. Tag your it. Hopefully, you COVID free after this episode. <laughs> this episode is gonna give them COVID. No, because it's oh, the New Year's because oh, oh, the okay. party. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I cut, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> concerns or questions that you have for me that... <sighs> <laughs>